0: Okay, welcome back. We want to remind you that this is bringing light into darkness. You can hear this show every Monday night from 6 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can access previous shows by going to pedrogatos.org. This is 91.7 KOOP, the premier community station of the nation. The balance of this show will be focusing on James Clapper and a chair that basically does not have a leg to stand on namely Russiagate. With our extraordinary guest, 27-year CIA veteran Ray McGovern.
1: There's a fellow named Clapper, James Clapper. He was the National Intelligence Director. John Brennan was responsible for telling Obama, this guy would be really good, you know, this would be good. So what happened? Who was this guy? James Clapper, the Director of National Intelligence... Used to be head of the imagery analysis group, which used to be part of the CIA and was given to the Pentagon, big mistake. Those are the ones that are on the receiving end of all the satellite imagery. And I'm not just talking about photos, I'm talking about, well, people who know, know that that has to do with radar and infrared and Mm -hmm. all manner of multispectral, all kinds of information, okay? So what did Rumsfeld do with Clapper? He said, oh, this is just the guy we need to head up the imagery analysis group.
0: In Iraq, uh, right?
1: in Before Iraq, Iraq. yeah. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Klepper admits in his book, i never seen any admission like this before. He said, we were under great pressure to find weapons of mass destruction. We knew that. And we send out all kinds of queries to, to do that. And we really couldn't find any. And so... We said things were there that weren't really there. Wow. He says it in book. So this is just the guy that you want to be in position to uh, do whatever the administration wants. Mm-hmm. Now, that was under Bush. Uh, now we have Obama, and now we have Trump. But so what do we have in Clapper? Well, Clapper was asked by uh, Senator Wyden in March of 2013, Mr. Clapper, does the United States spy or monitor on millions or or hundreds of millions of Americans? He said, no, sir. Uh, Not wittingly. Well, fast forward from March to June, and Snowden comes out into Hong Kong with proof positive in writing, in, in computers, that that's precisely what Clapper and the rest of the people at NSA were doing. And on all Americans, collecting all emails, all telephone calls. You know, probably people are shaking their head now if they're listening to this because I shook my head, too, okay? I said to Bill Benny, who actually created some of these collection systems, I said, come on, Bill, all emails, all telephone calls. <laughs> Give me a break. Yeah, this is it's the uh,
0: former uh, technical director of the NSA for a couple of decades, Correct. William Benny.
1: Correct, yeah. No one higher respected than Bill. So he said, trust me, Ray, yeah, it's it's possible, and they do it. Now, they don't listen to everything, they don't read everything, but they can retrieve it. Uh, so that, yeah, so Clapper lied under oath to the Senate. When Ed Snowden came out and showed him to be a liar with slides and everything else, then Clapper went back with a letter to the Senate and said, so what I said was clearly uh, erroneous, I'm sorry about that. And Obama let let Clapper stay in place as head of all intelligence for three and a half more years. Mm -hmm. What does that that tell you? What does that tell you? So Clapper's still around. So not only is he going to take great liberties with the truth, but he's going to serve the administration that happens to be in power. And so uh, here he is uh, working for Obama, and uh, Obama wants to pin the election of uh, Donald Trump, Obama, and Biden, and the whole Democratic setup there. They want to say Hillary would have won if it wasn't for Russian interference. So, will you do that? Will you do that, Jim Clapper? Of course I will, okay? And besides, I know about the Russians. Now, this is telling, so I'd ask your, your listeners to, to listen to this. Clapper styles himself as being a Russian expert, okay? Uh, he studied, apparently, in the school of Joe McCarthy and Curtis LeMay, uh, the school of the, the McCarthy-LeMay School of Russian Studies. I could on that, of course. Yeah. But here he is uh, talking to, to Chuck Todd. He said, this is Clapper. You have to put that in the context of everything else we know about the Russians and how they're trying to interfere with the election, he said. And just the historical practices of the Russians, who typically are almost genetically driven. Yeah, that's cool. Penetrate, gain favor, whatever, which is a typical Russian technique. So we were very concerned.
0: Yes, you can find this quote in an article entitled James Clapper tells NBC's Chuck Todd that Russians are genetically driven to co-opt by Michael Sainato, published May 30th, 2017 in The Observer. And it referred to the May 28th interview with Todd.
1: <laughs> now, this is the guy that Obama puts in charge of a study about Russian interference right, in right. the in a 2016 election. And what happens? Well, they keep the DIA out of this study. In other words, when they released this so-called intelligence community assessment on the 6th of January, 2017, it was, that was a misnomer. Mm-hmm. The only of those three words that was correct was assessment, mm-hmm. uh, which means you assess something or do not have any evidence? You assess this, you assess that, yeah, or assess the other thing, okay? Now how about intelligence community? Well, Hillary Clinton and the others would say, oh, 17 members of the intelligence Well, it wasn't 17. I had to admit that about five months later. He said, well, no, it was actually only three. It was FBI, NSA, and and CIA. And actually, it wasn't those three agencies. It was hand-picked analysts. Now, most people know in Washington, at least, that if you hand-pick the analysts, (laughs) you hand-picked Uh, the conclusions that are going to
0: come to so yeah that, that all kind of falls under the fixing the facts around the policy thing choosing clapper keeping clapper putting in power these people that are going to do you know be team players so to speak let me ask you because we have about 15 more minutes or so and i want i really want to get you to also tie this really really important analysis of clapper because if you understand these people that are in these powerful positions, you can start to appreciate the bias that is uh, kept from the American public. But as you know, just recently, on May 7th of this year, 2020, the House Intel Committee released a testimony indicating Crown Strike had no proof of the exfiltration of the data from the DNC computers. Back on June 14th, 2016, It was the Washington Post that actually indicated that two executives of CrowdStrike had alleged that the Russian intelligence had hacked the DNC and stole opposition research. This went unchallenged and was repeated ad nauseum probably hundreds of times, even after December 5th, 2017, when the House Intelligence Committee received testimony from the president, Sean Henry of CrowdStrike to the contrary. So first of all, I wanted to ask you to comment on that and that there has been no retraction, to my knowledge, that comes anywhere close to the impact it's had on American consciousness of this false canard to begin with. But also We now know that there's no collusion, according to the 22-month investigation of Mueller. There's no proof of evidentiary finding that the Russian government was behind that feeble Russian Internet research agency of propagandizing U.S. public. In fact, the total quantity of, of that propaganda from that private firm was... A drop in the bucket compared to the millions or billions of dollars of ads poured into the campaign. And then now you have this crowd strike, no proof that Russia hacked the DNC emails. You've been very, very close to this with you and uh, Mr. Benny, and we've been questioning it ever since it started because of the lack of evidentiary findings being made public to the American public. But there's no successful prosecutions. For any of this that I'm aware of, people are going to jail for perjury and uh, other monetary-related things. Can you speak to what your own investigations over the years, particularly that created the certainty that that you and William Benny claimed— indicated that this was no Russian hack, and only recently that's been confirmed in the major news, or not even in the major news, but by this revelation about CrowdStrike. Do you mind kind of explicating that a little bit?
1: Sure. Um, I'd like to dismiss the Internet Research Agency first, as you have just alluded to. This was that Facebook uh, uh, exposure that was supposed to have persuaded Americans uh, to vote against Hillary. Well, Facebook executives and we agree that most of those things were after the election. And they represented. Now, if you have a pencil, you might copy this down. (laughs) The percentage of other things that they they represented during that period of time was point zero 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 two four.
0: That's less than that's. Definitely less than a drop was, in a bucket.
1: <laughs> that was, a, yeah, a drop in a bucket was the right right word there. But uh, And the other thing was that it meant most of them would be after the election. And when Mueller changed the, the wording Russian organization and indicted this firm and said that they're working for Russia, well, the judge, she said, well, what's your proof that it was the Russian government? And the government lawyer said, "Well, uh, let's check." And they came back, Well, we don't have any proof. That it was the Russian government. They said, "Are you serious? Get out of here!" And they said, "Well, we'll, we'll go some more." And just two weeks ago, they came back. Well, three weeks ago, and said, that, "Well, you know, uh, we're not going to pursue that case because we didn't know that these crafty, crafty Russian lawyers would really seek discovery here, and so uh, you know, so we're going to just." Specific case. So that's that was the second prong of the so-called Mueller charges. Now, the more interesting one is the one you refer to here, and, and that was the cornerstone of the whole thing. It led off the whole thing, and it was the cornerstone of the intelligence community assessment, so-called, and it was that Putin himself had ordered his military intelligence people to hack into the, to the DNC and steal those emails. And give them to WikiLeaks, so that they could publish them, and Trump would win because they were so damaging to Hillary Now that's more than just a little side side issue here. Why were they so damaging to Hillary? Well, because they were true, and <laughs> what did they show? <laughs> they showed that she'd stolen the nomination from Bernie Sanders, pure and simple. And yeah, there's you know chapter and verse about the primaries. it was just just awful, and so. It was a magnificent diversion to divert attention from what was in those emails, and to say, well, why did Russia do this? Russia, 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 John McCain saying, this is an act of war, okay? So so the whole thing was cockamamie stuff. McCain saying it was an act of war, and uh, Trump calls uh, James Comey a dirty cop. Well, you know, I hate, I have to tell you, I hate to agree with Trump on anything, okay? <laughs> I think he's the worst president we ever had. But the proof is in the pudding. James Comey is dirty cop. What happened? Well, he saw fit to depend on a group hired by the DNC, just as Christopher Steele was hired by the DNC, to look into the computers. There's a server of the DNC. Now, why didn't Comey do that himself? Well... That's interesting. He depended on CrowdStrike. And everyone said for years, CrowdStrike came up with, yes, in fact, the Russians did. that we have this fancy bear and left been what was him that is? Well, they didn't have that. And Mueller was never able to explain in testimony why he didn't send his his agents right in to seize those computers and find out who hacked, okay, if somebody hacked. Yeah, so no, nobody hacked, okay? So wh- how do we know that? Well, we've been saying, well, we'll go back to that later. But the, the new evidence here, as you said, a lot of things were made public on the 7th of May. So what is exactly three weeks ago. And one of them was a testimony of this guy, Sean Henry, who was head of CrowdStrike.
0: If I can interject, my understanding is that Sean Henry worked for Comey for a dozen years as well. Yeah. In the Actually, FBI. it
1: was Comey. It was Bob Mueller.
0: Oh, oh no, excuse me. Bob Mueller worse. I'm sorry. sorry. My bad. Thanks for the correction.
1: Well, No, it's not your bad. They're all together. Um, It's really amazing. So here's here's Mr. Henry testifying, okay? And and Adam Schiff, a ranking member of the House Intelligence Committee, starts out with a a question that resembles, when did you stop beating your wife? Okay, here he goes, uh, Mr. Schiff. Mr. Henry, do you know the date on which the Russians exfiltrated the data from the DNC? When would that have been? Mr. Henry, I have to consult counsel. Mm. Okay, then he comes back, he says. Our counsel just reminded me that there are times when we can see data exfiltrated, and we can say conclusively, but in this case, it appears we just don't have the evidence that says the data actually left. Mr. Stewart, uh, what do you mean, no evidence? Mr. Henry, we didn't have a sensor in place that saw the data leave. We said that the data left, based on uh, circumstantial evidence, Uh, that was a a conclusion that we made. It was consistent with uh, some of the things that we've seen the Russians do in the past. Mm -hmm. Whoa. Now, that's a far cry from having evidence that Vladimir Putin (laughs) authorized the GRU the Russian Military Intelligence Service. And this is a
0: testimony by Sean Henry on December 5th, 2017 that you're referring to. Is that correct?
1: That's exactly right. Now, I'm not real good at arithmetic, but I think that's about, what, two and a half years ago? Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and uh, this was all divulged or made public on the seventh of May, so this is uh, so that's more than three weeks ago.
0: Except so, it, was, it wasn't uh, made public because nobody's
1: reporting it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It was made public by us. Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, Aaron Aaron Matei who is a terrific, uh, yeah. a real investigative journalist. Does called me job. up and he said, "Dave, I've just read this <laughs> testimony. I had every my god." So we put something out overnight. But you're right. Now, this is, the t- this is the teaching point right here. Nature media doesn't know what to do with this. This is sworn testimony now. This is where Sean Henry had to consult his counsel there so that he wouldn't perjure himself. And what he said was, we have no concrete evidence that that data was exfiltrated. Exfiltrated is a fancy word for, for hacked, okay? Now, what does that mean? Well, how did WikiLeaks get that data? Well, as Bill Binney and I have been saying since November of 2016, they got it from an insider. They got it from someone in the DNC who had direct access, physical access, to those computers and servers. Now, who would that be? Anybody got any ideas? Uh, Are there any candidates for that? Well, now if I mention a name here, Pedro... I'm gonna get sued, because uh, Seth Rich's brother, Aaron, who comes from a very modest background and family, has all kinds of money to sue anybody and his brother and sister who suggests that his brother, or far worse, that he himself, was the so-called exfiltrator. In other words, we know, and we've been saying for three and a half years, that this data was copied from a computer onto a thumb drive or some other kind of external storage device put in somebody's pocket and carried over to wherever it was that WikiLeaks put it out.
0: And I should add, uh, you know, we only have a few minutes. You and and William Benny have done some uh, Veterans Intelligence Professional memos and other public speakings and certainly on this show and others have made it very clear. I I, uh, had Mr. Benny on some time ago. I remember... The claim, his claim back in December of 2016 that, you know, this is a technical director once again from multiple decades of directing the NSA. That if it would have been a hack, the NSA ipso facto would have had a monitoring of that information, either that or our allies closely associated with us would have had a monitoring of that information. And that never came back. But it was always very insightful to me the deductive reasoning that was being used by you and others to suggest that not only is there no evidence been presented to the American public to substantiate these claims, but when you really look at who benefits type of thing as well as what, what seems to make sense based on this deductive reasoning, which we must we must always use because there's all of this plausible deniability. These are experts of propaganda, in my estimation, of studying it for so long that you're not going to find a smoking gun most of the time, except for the times that you've mentioned here tonight. But anyhow, if you can continue with your investigative processes that y'all use, y'all have been real leaders. You've had the information out there. Anyone that says that they have, they do not have that information. That the government does not have that information is not being truthful because it's been out there by your, you and others for what now on two and a half, three years, or three, three and a half years or more.
1: Yeah, what I can say is this: that uh, we are blessed in veteran intelligence professionals for sanity, with not one but two former technical directors of NSA, the National Security Agency. Okay. These are the people that worked for decades and uh, worked up to become technical directors and know, know the scoop, okay? Now, they looked at this stuff, and they could say, look, we constructed some of these systems. We know that NSA would have evidence if there was a hack, and NSA apparently had no evidence. So that was, there's a problem with that because there's the, the Rumsfeld theorem. Uh, Rumsfeld and Clapper are... Birds of the same feather, so to speak. Uh, Rumsfeld, he went to Princeton, so he learned this. The absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. Got it? So, if there are no weapons of mass destruction in evidence in Iraq, that doesn't mean they're not there, okay? And so, we were hit by this this, uh, same uh, sort of repost saying, look just because there's no evidence that NSA is not evidence of absence. So then that was, well, mid-2017, we had concrete forensic evidence that those DNC emails, this Guccifer 2, that we had evidence that he was a fraud, he, she, or it. Not only that it was a fraud, but the DNC emails were copied from a computer onto a external service device. How do we know that? Well, it's very clear. Uh, the principle of physics is called fluid dynamics. We knew the capacity of the Internet, which I have to use for a hack. capacity of Internet was a certain amount. Three times the rate of that capacity was used mm-hmm. to copy this data, and only an external service, well, a thumb drive, I could accommodate that. Now we have sworn testimony that we were right. Now, the problem is we don't do victory laps, okay? What we'd yeah. like to do is get the New York Times to publish what, what was revealed on the 7th of May. What the heck is going on there? Can they, can they simply yeah. sweep this down the, the, the sewer? So anybody out there who has any, any influence with a mainstream media source, ask them. Ask them what they're going to do with the sworn testimony that gives the lies, everything they've been saying for the last three years.
0: And I think that's the point. We'll have to end it there, that that the New York Times, they can go back over the history from Iraq and find out what are the most reliable so- sourcing on Iraq and the Russiagate deal and uh, certainly uh, the veterans intelligence professionals in writing, in memos, in documented processes has been much, much more closer to the truth than anything that we you know get every day over our, over our tvs i also just wanted to comment that this not being able to prove the negative is really something uh, that that that's what they use as evidence you know you're, you're guilty until proven innocent and you can't prove the negative it's 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 just like uh, you know we've lost our we've lost our way listen i want to also before we get off the air, I want to share with folks, raymcgovern.com is a place where people can go to study a number of other sourcing on issues that are connected to the things that we've been talking about tonight. And I find it to be a very resourceful location to to get this information that's not being uh, brought to us by the major, major media. Ray also writes often for Consortium News and so any other recommendations you have for people to access information that will well equip them to try to hold our well, government I, responsible for its uh, po- uh, foreign policies?
1: Well, Consortium News is great. It's a, a much broader uh, outlook on, on lots of things. But if you look at com, my son, who's my webmeister, always encourages me to say uh, the old slogan of the Washington Post, if you don't get it, you don't get it. He has made it really, really easily searchable. And uh, he spent two weeks doing that not too long ago. So when you get on there, if you want to know something about Ukraine or something about uh, Cuba or Nicaragua, as well as Russia, uh, just you know put in a search word. And uh, it's com And now uh, I can tell him that I have advertised it, uh, even using the words that he advises me to use.
0: Very good. Also, we want to end the show with our absolute sincere demand that justice be done and Julian Assange be released immediately. Thank you so much, Ray, for all your insights tonight. We look forward to staying in touch with your work.
1: Okay. You're most welcome, Pedro.
0: Thank you all for listening to the show. Please forward all comments, critiques, information of interest to PGatos, the number zero zero at gmail.com. That's pigatos00 at gmail.com. See you next week. We leave you in land of naivety.
1: Check out the